1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, everyone. Now, we only have a few weeks left in 2019. Later this month, you plan to bring us the highlights and the lowlights of the past decade. But what is your assessment of 2019 just before it wraps up? 2019 has been a great bounce back year. And what we saw over the, the month of November, especially for York Region, I mean, York Region was up over 20% for the month of November. Now, traditionally, that's when things start to slow down. We start to get into Christmas mode and, and people are out shopping and just, just enjoying some time off. But the market's been extremely active. There's still new listings hitting the market as we speak. And that's not very typical of December. And what does that mean in terms of inventory? And what is typical around this time of year? So if we look at York Regentina at the end of November, we had only 3,227 homes available for sale. Comparing that to last year at the same time, there was almost 4,500 homes for sale. So we're really low on inventory. Our problem, if you want to call it that, has always been supply and demand. And until we address supply, the prices are going to continue to climb. And that's what's creating the perception that home ownership is getting out of reach for certain people. It's because there's no supply. And when do you kind of shut it down in December? And when in 2020 do you get ready to go and hit the ground running? So in a, in a traditional December market, mm. we usually... It starts to quiet down around the 15th and, you know, it's usually when schools end for the holidays and, and that's when everyone kind of goes into holiday mode and they don't we really hibernate. come out. Yeah, we hibernate <laughs> and we don't really come out of that until around the 7th or 10th of January. It's after the kids have gotten back into school and the routines settle in. But what we found in the really hot market, people try to get the jump on the spring market and they try to get on the market for the end of January. That's soon. That's soon. And if you look back to, you know, 2013, 14, 15, the spring market jumped ahead. So it, it almost became a, the late winter market was hotter than the spring market. And that's because people are jumping the gun. They don't want competition. They don't want to go on the market when their neighbors are on. And then becomes a price game. So for everyone that's out there listening, you want to make sure you're getting your home ready, maybe in the last week of the holidays after you clean everything up, and, and get that jump on the market because there's not a lot of inventory. So if you're a seller, you want to get out there and get your home on the market. And if you're a buyer, you want to jump the gun because you want to buy before everyone else gets into buying mode. And you said get your home ready. What exactly should they be doing then? Once the holidays are kind of done and you're putting stuff away, maybe doing early spring cleanup, what should they be doing to get the homes ready to sell? It's a great time to declutter. We talk about you know minimizing what you have in the home and also just touching things up, painting a little bit or getting the, the outside cleaned up a little bit as you know as we get into late winter, the snow is going to start to melt and everything. And you want to make sure that things are looking uh, nice outside. 
When we come back, we check in with the Ontario Real Estate Association. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Joining us next on the show is Tim Hudak. Tim is the CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association, Canada's largest provincial real estate industry association, and ARIA represents 78,000 realtors. Tim, welcome back. Asif, thanks for having me back on the show. Great to hear your voice again. Tim, congratulations, first of all, on a very successful Ontario Realtor Party conference. That was a star-studded lineup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was great to see you there, and thanks for saying that. Yeah, basically, you know, just for your audience, so who are the stars uh, at this event? It's called the Ontario Realtor Party Conference, and it's basically all about real estate and politics, and they're very closely intertwined. And then a lot of our guests there, the next day, go and meet with their MPPs to talk about real estate issues. So it is probably the best public affairs conference in Canada. We do this because the work our realtors do as advocates is so critical to average families across our province. It's about making sure home ownership is within reach, that we have high standards when it comes to professionalism, real estate discipline, and modern real estate tools. And we want to inspire our advocates in their work with politics to get those things passed in Parliament and to get involved themselves. So part of that, we had President George W. Bush on the stage, Prime Minister John Cretchen, Premier Doug Ford joined us again, the the Minister for Consumer Services, Lisa Thompson. And this is cool. We had the first Liberal Party leadership debate uh, anywhere in Ontario with four of the Liberal leadership candidates on our stage talking about what they would like to do if they become premier. So what are some of the ideas that came out of uh, this conference? You know, I think the biggest idea is the difference that, that realtors can make as advocates for the community. You know, realtors are natural advocates. Every day they're out fighting on behalf of men, women, families in the housing market, negotiating for them, promoting their interests, and helping them with the most critical decision of their lives buying or selling a home. So how can we take the work they do in the local community? And I'll add to this, you know, realtors are the leading profession when it comes to volunteering on the local school council, for example, the hockey or soccer club. They're very involved in the community. So how do we take that local energy and make a difference for the province as a whole? And speaking of you know, making a difference to the province as a whole, Tim, the big news coming out of this conference was Bill 145, and congratulations on it passing the second reading. Let's tell our listeners, you know, consumers and realtors, what this means for them. What does Bill 145 mean, and how is it going to help us in the real estate landscape? Yeah, I mean, you're right. That was a tremendously exciting part of the Realtor Party Conference last week when Premier Ford, and then with his uh, Consumer and Government Services Minister, Lisa Thompson, announced that they were going to bring forward brand-new legislation when it comes to real estate services in Ontario. That's something that our association, ARIA, has been asking for since 2005. 
long time coming, but a big victory to see it now in the Ontario legislature. Glad to get more details, but in short, what the legislation will do, it's called the Trust and Real Estate Services Act, will ensure that the realtor at your side, when you're making the, the biggest financial decision of your lives around a home, is going to have the highest level of professional standards, the highest level of training, modern real estate tools to serve clients like real estate corporations, and also a strict discipline system to make sure people don't break the rules, or if they do, they get tossed out. This will make us North American leaders when it comes to professionalism in the real estate sector. How long since there's been a change in that act? 2002. I remember that date. Yes. It was me. It was me. I was actually the, uh, the cabinet minister who brought forward that legislation in 2002. It was called the Real Estate Business Brokers Act at the time. And, you know, then it was considered groundbreaking legislation. Other provinces copied big parts of it. But 2002, heck, I mean, the fax machine was the way most realtors did business in those days. The iPhone wasn't even invented yet. There was no social media and the average price of a home in New York region was probably around 170000 You can't buy a doghouse for that these days. <laughs> so, so things have changed. We've for a higher level now. And, and what do we have? Maybe 15,000 agents at that time, maybe 12,000 agents at that time. We have 54,000 agents in the GTA right now. Yeah, it's a good point. There are a lot more realtors uh, in the business. Uh, the size of the real estate sector has grown and housing values and the number of sales. So, you know, Aria went to Premier Ford. And uh, we said, we just want to make sure that when people are purchasing homes, it's far more expensive than it used to be, a lot more obligations, increasingly complex, legalistic. We want to the realtors who are their advocates are at the highest level anywhere in North America. And, and to his credit, Premier Ford and his minister, Lisa Thompson, said, you know what, you're right. They brought in legislation earlier in the year assets. We've talked about that around increasing housing supply and choice to keep it affordable in Ontario or make it more affordable. And now they've backed that up with we with the North American leading legislation around professionalism. And one of the big things is we're we're telling consumers that, you know, we can be self governing. We can govern ourselves and and that's a great way for them to grow that trust in their realtor, to be able to know that, you know, the legislation coming out on how to deal with multiple representation and the legislation coming out with uh, you know, how a realtor conducts themselves is going to benefit them. Can you touch a little bit on one of those? Yeah, for sure. So let me first talk about the real estate uh, discipline system. You know, right now, unfortunately, it's, it's broken. We've had too many cases of, um, of a realtor uh, who uh, took advantage of a client and they just got a slap on the wrist. And that makes the rest of the realtors angry because they, they work so hard for people. They care about their clients, their families, their well-beings. They want to make sure they buy a new home, that it's going to work for them. And they get really mad when they hear about somebody taking advantage of a consumer. So one of the fixes in this bill, asset is a greater ability of the regulator, RICO, they're like the referee in the system, to suspend or eliminate licenses altogether for people who break the rules, to increase the fines, and a greater ability to do their own investigations instead of waiting for a complaint to ferret out any problems in the sector. And Tim, with regards to the tax fairness for realtors, is there anything that you can expand for the realtors that are listening? So this was a major victory as well because it will help our realtors invest in their businesses and serve their clients better. So 
What is a personal real estate corporation? Well, basically, a lot of professions in Canada, from mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, dentists, doctors, accountants, they can open their own professional corporations. It's basically a small business. And this helps realtors, for example, to smooth over their income when it comes to taxes over a real estate business cycle that can have its share of ups and downs. It also means that they're going to buy new technology, going to do a better job in their searches. They're going to get information to their clients in, in much more detail, their faster form. But they can actually uh, do that better under a real estate corporation given its favorable structure. This exists in six other provinces, as I mentioned, for a lot of other professions. So it's a, it's a big new win for realtors, and it's a big win for their clients so they can serve faster, more efficiently, and with higher quality information. So this is going to take effect 2021 or so by the time everything, if everything proceeds uh, the way that we are expecting it to. It should become law by about 2021, you, you think? Hopefully sooner. But, you know, you never know with government. Sometimes things happen and they move on to other issues. So that's our job, to hold their feet to the fire to continue on it. It's great that the board of government has said yes. Fantastic. And we'll work with them around the details. Basically, to take people back to their, you know, high school civics class, the legislation, Trust in the Real Estate Services Act, is before the House right now. You have to have three votes to make it law, three debates and three votes. So far, we've done two. And I'm happy to say, Asif, that, that all political parties supported this legislation. They were all behind it, whether conservative, New Democrat, liberal, or green. Great. But legislation, the law is actually like the bones of the body. And the regulations are like the flesh, the details. So if the bill passes, then we go to work around the details, the regulations. But I think, you know, us, from our point of view at ARIA, we will prioritize the personal real estate corporations and a tougher discipline system and hope the government will agree with us. We'll work on that in 2020. And who's involved in the details and regulations? Is it just the government or will there be other parties at the table? Basically, it's going to be like a triangle. So the government has oversight. The other corner of the triangle will be RICO, the regulator. And then ARIA will play a leading role in helping to design that. Ultimately, the government will have to check off on it, but they'll make sure that it's sensible, that there's consumer protection measures, and it's also practical in not creating more red tape. No doubt the government will listen to, uh, to other boards, to consumers in general, have a strong view. But a lot of the heavy lifting will be RICO and ARIA, and then take that product to government for final approval. And Tim, will you have input from your membership as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I was um, I enjoy visiting brokerages, been in a number this week talking about this, and our job will be to keep our eye on the ball to make sure uh, that when the regulations are done, they're going to make sense for the members, for the general public. I'm confident that we can uh, do so. And a big part of that is to consult with our members to say, okay, we go down lane A, is that going to work in practice? And as you know, among the membership, there's some that work for very large brokerages, some that are small independents and everywhere in between. So we have to make sure this is going to work in practice. So it won't happen overnight, but I do feel good about 2020 seeing a lot of this stuff put into play. Now, before we look ahead to 2020, could you take a look back at 2019? Here we are approaching the end of the year. How would you characterize 2019 in terms of real estate? Yeah, look, I've not been around forever, but I've got to think that for uh, ARIA, it's probably one of the best years in our history. 
there are two big things that we put on radar screen when it comes to working with government. Number one was increasing housing supply and choice in the marketplace to maintain affordability for families in Ontario. And the Ford government listened to eight of our 10 ideas and brought in probably the most pro-homeownership legislation in the generation called the More Homes, More Choice Act. And then, of course, we've just talked about our new legislation around improving professional standards in real estate called TRESA. And the real estate market, you know, it always, Ontario is a big province. It depends where you live. But we certainly see, you know, a lot of progress on property values in the greater Toronto-Hamilton area. And it remains a very smart long-term investment, as well as a personal investment, because that's where you raise your family and run your business. And Tim, thank thank you again for all your work with Bill 145 and making real estate a safer place for the consumer and at the same time, you know, enhancing the professionalism of a realtor. And, you know, we look forward to uh, 2020 and seeing how, you know, an increased supply will help make home ownership more affordable. Hey, and thanks for the work that you guys do in covering this very important issue of the the day-to-day lives of hardworking Ontarians. Keep at it. Tim, thanks for joining us. If people need more information about Bill 145 or want to reach out, how do they uh, get a hold of you best? Well, they can follow me across social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, Tim Hudak, H-U-D-A-K for the Hudak, and as well on our website at aria.com. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, Go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On The Market on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Lindy in Unionville. She wants to know what areas in her home should she focus on to sell next spring, and how does she begin the declutter project? We kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the show, Asif, but do you want to elaborate a bit more? We did, and, and Lindy, thank you for sending in the questions. How do you begin the declutter project? <laughs> I always recommend to people... Go through your home and figure out what you're not going to need in the next two or three months and take that out, pack it away. And if there's stuff that you're not going to need over you know, the, the period that you're going to be moving in, just pack it all away because it's got to get packed anyway. That's a great time to do so. Make sure you don't have any personal items that are out, you know, family pictures, things like that. You want to have people come into your home and imagine themselves in it. So if you have family pictures and stuff, they're not going to imagine themselves in it. As far as, you know, focusing on areas, kitchens, bathrooms, flooring, paint, and just curb appeal are are probably the areas that you want to focus on first. And what kind of appeal would there be in terms of the exterior of the home, considering it is January and maybe things aren't looking as pretty as they would in, say, spring or summer? You know, if if your yard's a mess, 
January is a perfect time to sell your home because the snow covers it all. Okay. So, but what you want to do is make sure the ice is cleared, the snow is shoveled properly, have it looking decent, your driveway is in good shape. There's not a lot you can do outside. You can't paint the garage doors or windows or you can't paint uh, or you can't do another coat on your driveway of, of the uh, the asphalt paint. So there's, you're limited in what you can do, but you can still get it spruced up and, and looking a little bit nicer. And what about in terms of clutter? You said put everything away and get them out of the way. Where exactly do you put it? Some people will put it in a storage unit and just rent a storage unit for a couple of months. Okay. But, you know, if you can move stuff into the basement out of the way, maybe in a storage area or even the garage, use the garage. I mean, winter, I know you want to have your cars in there, but if you can store a few things in the garage as well, just get it out of the way so that when people are walking around your home, you want them to feel the openness and, and the amount of space that you have rather than have it taken up with clutter. Okay, our next question comes from Jordan in Richmond Hill. His current agent seems to lack marketing and social media skills. How important are these in selling his home for the top price? Marketing is a huge part of selling your home, Jordan. And what you want to do is, I mean, it depends on how fluent he is, if you want to call it, in social media. But social media has become... Uh, a ways of advertising and marketing, not only properties, but everything that's for sale. So anything that companies are trying to sell, any message that they're trying to convey, social media seems to be where they're going to convey their message because everyone is on it and you want to put your home where the eyeballs are. So if everyone is on Facebook or Instagram or, or Twitter, you want to get that home out there in front of them so that they can see it. Asif, can you share with our listeners what platforms you use in your office and what type of content you share with our listeners and with followers on uh, on the social media platforms? You know, with we, we like to share things that are relevant to the general public and what's going to benefit them. We like to share highlights of our listings. And we use Facebook a lot. We use Instagram a lot. And we get a lot of traffic driven to our sites and, and even to our phones from our social media channels. Uh, LinkedIn is great as well. We also have a lead generating website where buyers can go out and search properties uh, along with us. So we can search together. It's interactive and sellers can do the same thing because once we put our sellers properties on that website, now you're in front of a number of agents and we can let them know what the the benefits of that property are because our job is to match features and benefits. So we take the features from your home, we put it out to all the buyers that are out there, and now we're showing them the benefits because we know what they're looking for in a home. And through social media, it's a great way to target these people and be able to convey that message for you. Asif, let's remind our listeners how to connect with you directly. They can give us a call at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing and Heather Cooper joins us from REMAX Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Thanks, Tina. This week's hot listing is a spacious main floor, two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo in Cornell. It steps to the Cornell Community Center, the Markham Stouffville Hospital, and the new Cornell Bus Terminal. This unit has a great split-bedroom layout with 10-foot ceilings. It has an upgraded kitchen with quartz countertops, stainless steel appliances, and a center island breakfast bar. Asif, what do you think about this property? And let's remind our listeners where exactly Cornell is. So Cornell is uh, just north of Highway 7, 
between Ninth Line and Borough Avenue up to about 16th Avenue. It's a great little pocket, and this building is fantastic. I mean, there's lots of parking outside as well. There's there's amenities, little stores all around. There's parks, so many parks in Cornell. Great schools. You're surrounded by three very good schools. That uh, that's one of the main attractions of the area, and it's a really well close family knit community. And you know, when you're out and about in Cornell, it really does feel like home. This house or this condo is absolutely a great deal, and. You know, your your steps to everything, your steps to the hospital, clinics, your steps to the new bus terminal that Heather was talking about. And this is a place where, you know, you have space to have a car, to park your car, but you don't really need one because you have amenities all around you and also public transit. Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property, list price, and where our listeners can get more information. Okay, it's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo, and it's just under a 1,000 square feet. It's located at 2 Adam Cellar Street at Burr Oak and Highway 7 in Markham, and it's listed for $549,000, and that includes your parking and one locker. And for more information, they can contact Kara Daniels at 905-554-5522. Asif, that's our show for this week. Thank you, Tina. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.